Welcome, baseball family. This week, we are going to talk about a legitimate lockout update, retirements that are in the news, and crossover athletes right now. Nine Plus Us presents the Baseball Together podcast with your hosts, Blackjack Brad and Kansas City Little Big Briggy Blue Eyes. And now, Baseball Together. Welcome back, baseball family, to this week's episode of the Baseball Together podcast. I am Brig, back in the saddle, and as always, I got your man Brad here. I think he's on this side. Yes, he is. Hey, Brad. Yes, I am. Good job, Brig. Very well done. Good job. Thank you. <laughs> appreciate that. that's that's a tough that's a tough trick to do you just don't know. You, know you don't know which way it's going to go when you point it's difficult <laughs> trust me i've Base- messed it up a number of times as have i baseball family <laughs> we're excited to bring you some news we got a bunch of news this week first and foremost we have got to talk about the lockout right the negotiations are ongoing and right now things continue to look perilous and a little bit sad Even though it's a legitimate update we have for you, we are not terribly excited about it. The MLB and the Players Association met a couple of days ago, and basically it didn't go well. Lots of proposals back and forth, lots of uh, discussion of service time, lots of discussion of pay, and basically nobody wants to agree to the other group's terms. Right, Brad? Isn't that... Does that summarize it? it? That sums sums it up right there. Let's move on. No, it's exactly how it goes. And that's exactly how it's been. We knew that's what it was going to be like. And that's why we were, I mean, at least I was a little stressed out when nothing was going on in December because these two sides don't like each other. They don't want to, they really don't want to meet in the middle. Like it's going to be tough seeing which side budges first because that's yeah. what it's going to take. Somebody's going to have to give up a little bit more, but neither side wants to. But yeah. what what went on with this meeting last week was the the owners came to the table finally, and they said, this is what we have. And they understand the player's complaint with service time mani- manipulation. Even if the owners and the teams don't want to admit that it's going on, I'm sure that they're willing to admit that it sure looks like it's going on. Right. right? And they admit and- that it's a bad look, even though... They don't want to admit to having participated. Exactly. So <laughs> what they did was they brought this, this uh, I guess, proposition to the table that teams would be rewarded for bringing guys up. So if you have a top 150 prospect who you bring up and he spends the entire team with the entire season with the team and he ends up finishing top five in rookie of the year, Cy Young, MVP, any of those, yep. the team is given a draft pick. Now, my first thought was, that's a pretty good little carrot, right? For bad. a team. Yeah. Because think. these teams love their draft picks because that means that's a cheap player, right? Yep. But the problem that I have with it is that last season, uh, the Mariners called up their number one prospect at the time, Jared Kelnick, and he struggled big time the first month, month and a half he was up. Like, I always go back to it as like an 0 for 38 stretch. Like, it was brutal. It was ugly. It was painful to watch. Now, if the Mariners had been incentivized to keep him up rather than send him down, give him a chance to get his mind right and kind of regroup, we could have seen 0 for 50, 0 for 60, 0 for 70 because things were not, weren't going to turn around anytime soon. Yeah. Right. So him going down is actually beneficial for him. And he played a huge role in the success the Mariners had in September. That's right. He, Everything seemed to click for him down here in Phoenix. He drove in the winning run in an extra inning game against the Diamondbacks. And from then on out, he had a very good month, finished the season very strong. And I'm I'm convinced that, that wouldn't have happened if he hadn't gone back down to AAA. Teams being incentivized to keep guys up and not send them down or not like delay their their promotion because of a draft pick, like I don't know that that would necessarily bode well for everybody. Another Mariner is Mike Zunino. Probably could have spent one more year in the minor leagues and would have been an all-star. He's an all-star this last year. But he's honestly, he's a 4A all-star is what he is. Yeah, he he's, sure not, is. he's not a big league all-star. Right. But he could well, have been a big league all-star if he had more time to develop. Here's my thing. Uh, they want these top 100 players to be on the opening day roster. Well, mm-hmm. if you're going to do that, you have to give us another roster slot. Because... We can't sit there and baby somebody, or, mm-hmm. you know, develop somebody. Let's call it what it is. We can't sit there and develop somebody effectively while we're trying to win ball games and right. every day counts. 
So if you're going to want us to keep the guy on the roster, that's okay, but give us another roster slot so we can do that. Call it the development roster slot or something like that so that we know that person's going to get some looks at the big league level. They're in the clubhouse. They're being mentored. This is perfect solution for that 4A player who's mm-hmm. almost there, is really, really close, and has the chance with the right culture, the right climate, the right atmosphere, coaching, etc. If they can give them one more roster slot, I think that would be a more agreeable but that's not what happened. Well, and we saw that 26th roster spot come into play. Was it 2020 with the COVID season? COVID season, yeah. Yeah, like, and they were going to do that anyway. But what they had to do, though, was that the players had to give up 12 roster spots in September that they expanded right. only to 28 rather than to 40 because owners like, I don't want to be paying 10 extra guys to be in the clubhouse who aren't big league players. It's like, right. Well, okay, but yeah, no, I think you're right though. I think if they expanded the roster, expanded the roster to 28, period, you would have more guys who have a chance to come up and develop at the big league level in a big league clubhouse who are beyond playing minor league baseball, but maybe aren't quite ready for the big leagues because you see it, you see it a lot in other sports, especially Mm -hmm. in the NFL. You see teams draft quarterbacks and they'll sit them for a year, two, three. Aaron Rodgers is a Exhibit A of that. He sat behind Brett Favre for several years before the the Packers ever gave him a chance. And I've seen it in the NBA with the Blazers. They drafted Anthony Simons. The kid came out at 17, wasn't NBA ready, but they're Mm -hmm. like, he's going to be. Give him a year, maybe two, and he's actually shaping to be a a really good player for the Blazers right now. That's great. That's great. And you can see that. You could see that happen more and more in Major League Baseball rather than guys being forced to come in and be like, well, we only have three guys on the bench. And you're one of them, so we need you to play. Even though they're not ready to play. They just need to be in the environment. That's right. And the problem is it's a pay issue again. Like here we go back again. Because now, you you know, the league minimum for a guy in the active roster is way more expensive than it is at AAA. So you have to take that into consideration. And that's probably why we haven't seen this come to the table. And it's a, it's it a terrible shame because that's what's the best thing for the players. It's probably the best thing to solve some competitive issues on the in the clubhouse and on the team. And it creates more slots, more jobs, more opportunities, et cetera. I just, oh, if it, everything didn't come back down to money, I would be, this would be easier right, oh, for it, everybody. Yeah, it would be. <laughs> yeah, well, and, you know, the other thing, too, is that creating some competition in the clubhouse isn't necessarily a bad thing, I don't feel like. No. like the problem that major league baseball has is that a guy can be up at the big league level for an entire season plus, and then have a bad stretch. And then they're like, we got to option you down to triple a to get your mind. Right. But really like for some guys, it's like, okay, that's a great, like some guys are like, yeah, I need it. I could use some reps with a little bit easier pitching work on my mechanics, whatever. But for some guys, it's like, I've lost it. I'm that's never going to get back. Yeah, with that mind, with that mindset, they never will, and so it ruins some guys. And that's one problem that baseball does have. Despite like my love for the minor league system and the product that it produces at the top level, is that not only are you getting guys who are like the best of the best talent wise, but you're getting guys who are the best of the best like mentally, and that's hard to do. Not everybody can do that. I agree. So. So we still don't have any progress towards spring training starting on time. Brad, do you think we're going to start on time with spring training? Or at this point, is it really just not going to happen? I'm pretty pessimistic about it. Um, I noticed that some teams, like I know the Diamondbacks, their spring training tickets went on sale over the weekend. Yeah. And I was like, why would I drop a dollar on that? Yeah, if not even a single dollar. Yeah, it's not guaranteed. There's no way. Yeah. So. Yeah, I'm not optimistic about spring training. Spring training starting on no. time at this point, just because these these two sides are still so far apart and unwilling to budge at all. Yeah, it doesn't look good. It doesn't look good for the long term at all. I totally agree. We have some retirees going on right now. John Lester has announced his retirement as well. <clears throat> He's been with five teams over 16 years, three World Series appearances, and is a champion. championships. Three Not times. Appearances. I'm sorry. Yes, I'm terribly sorry. Three World Series championships with the Red Sox and the Cubs. Five times All-Star. Your question, Brad, is I think on point, is he a Hall of Famer? Now I know we won't know for years, but. Right. We got five years. Um, now, there was somebody in the VIP group on Facebook who outright said, before anybody brings it up, he's not a Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. And to that, I say, sir, 
Yes, he is. Oh, I would put John Lester in the Hall of Fame. Um, now, not only was he a three-time World Series champion, he played significant roles on all three of those teams, especially as the Cubs coming in as a vet, somebody who had won it before on a team where absolutely very few people had. Um, that was that was significant to me, um, but. Really, I, mean, I feel like he put together a strong career. Yeah. You know, I mean, a career three six six ERA. I don't put a whole lot of stock in wins, um, but he averaged 15, 15 wins a year with the win loss percentage of six thirty one. Um, I don't know. I feel like I feel like he belongs in the Hall of Fame. I don't know how I feel yet. I'm going to be honest with you. I I don't know. I think part of me is worried that the hall of fame is getting presumptive a little bit like, well, here's another guy we got to, you know, he retired and we all love him right now. Got to find a way to get him in. Yeah. And I just, (laughs) that really bothers me. Um, But he does tell part of the story of baseball in his current era. Right. So we, you know, Mm -hmm. to your point about the hall of fame being a museum, I think that justifies his admittance at some level. Now is but but if we look at the Hall of Fame as the greatest of all time and you know this shrine to the best of the best of the best, then then I don't know. So I have to kick that around some more before I definitively say, and I'm not just being politically correct. I really just am conflicted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I understand it. Um, so if you look at Baseball Reference, has some Hall of, Hall of Fame statistics that they use to yeah. to kind of compare guys with other Hall of Famers, and his career war was 44.2 the average career war for a pitcher is 73 in the hall of fame um he had a seven-year peak with a war of 34.6 average for a pit for a hall of fame pitcher with a seven-year peak is 49.8 um so he's a little low his war per 162 is 3.3 compared to 4.5 um He's definitely not a guy who you're going to be like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, like he's a unanimous Hall of Famer. But I could right. see him getting 76% of the votes because, like I said, the role that he, the significant role that he did play on those teams and the guy who he was that those teams needed those years yeah. to win the World Series. Um, I think that's one of the things that puts him over the top and gets him in. I, I agree. mean, and he was a nice guy, right? It's not like he was possible yeah. oh. taking fights in the dugout. And that's exactly <laughs> what I was just like say. Kurt Schilling. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so everybody likes him. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I totally agree. I just think that that's that's part of the problem we're running into is that everybody likes him, and and so maybe you know he comes in in the culture club. Maybe the culture club is what lets him in. You know, and that yeah, makes sense to me. It makes mm-hmm. a lot of sense as far as like sheer performance. I I just don't know yet. Yeah. Good thing I'm they not do have they do year. compare him to Roy <laughs> Halladay, who is in. Yeah. Um, Justin Verlander expected that Granky who, yeah, maybe, yeah, but I don't know. Interesting. He's up there. He's, he's yeah. like I said, it, it'll probably be close and it might not be the first year, but I think he gets in. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Well, let's move on to another one. Francisco Liriano has announced his retirement as well. Six teams over 14 years. He last played in 2019, 69 games. He pitched with the pirates. He was part of the Astros 2017 World Series uh, run. Let's call it a run. And <laughs> he was an all-star in 2006. <clears throat> um, he's not getting into the Hall of Fame. I don't know why. No, that he might He even... might get into the Hall of Solid, but right. but not the Hall exactly. of Fame. That's for sure. Um, but, but no, I mean, he was. Solid I, career, though. It was a solid career. And I feel like he's one of those guys who I recognize the name as soon as I saw that he was retiring he wasn't somebody who i was like francisco who it's fun to yeah. say but i you know I can't. <laughs> francisco but, <laughs> but no i he put together a solid career nothing to st- to snub your nose at i think he should be proud yeah. of the career that he put together i think yeah. he did a great I job i agree i agree now let's go to my favorite uh announcement of this we're talking melky cabrera has announced his retirement 15-year career, seven teams, last played in 2019, 133 games with the Pirates as well. Part of the 2009 World Series Yankees team, one-time All-Star 2012. Yeah, another Hall of Solid guy, I feel like. Exactly. He's not going to the Hall of Fame. (laughs) Yeah. But no, and and another, like I said, solid career. Yep. 
absolutely yeah. solid. Something to be proud of and good for those guys. Uh, I don't know that it's necessarily going out on their own terms because they both last played in 2019. Didn't I don't, They probably sat out 2020 and then just didn't really hop on with anybody in 2021. And that may have been a whole – they may have been debating whether they wanted to play or not, you yeah. know, waiting for the right situation to pop up. But Yeah, and it didn't, obviously. Yeah, I wonder right, if let's the Pirates, move on. like I wonder if losing with the Pirates though played a significant role in them being like I, I can't do it anymore. It's right. not, it's not <laughs> yeah. fun. It's not fun. Why? Why are the Pirates so bad, Brad? Why are organizational they issue. terrible? Because they develop players and then they sell them off. The Mariners did it for a long time. It's not the way to win because oh. they're like, we gotta get prospects, get prospects, and then they just trade away their once their prospects are ready to go. They don't hold on to them because they're trying to flip guys to get four, but maybe two return and they trade them trying to get four more for each. Yeah. It's not monopoly. It's a never ending cycle that doesn't (laughs) ever pay off. Here's the thing though. If, if the pirates were able to be good. Okay. Same with, uh, I mean, there's a handful of other teams that come to mind, but if the pirates, I think particularly were able to be successful, even every five or eight years, uh, we could justify two expanded teams, expanding the league, two additional teams. It's but true. Because, that... because they can't, and they're not the only ones that cannot win. The Orioles. Yeah. Right. Then we cannot expand this the league, and it makes me so mad. I know. And that, that is the problem, is that you have teams that don't know how to run things, that it's like, well, if they're that bad, how much worse would they be and other teams be if you – added two more teams that's the that is the problem that i have with expansion is watering down the talent level but you're exactly right okay so let's international signings the cubs signed adon hernandez from panama very excited about that do you have anything you want to say about that other than so well so i mean i think it's solid adon hernandez kind of got some level of fame i guess what was it four years ago in the Little League World Series? Little League, yeah, Little League World yeah, Series. Yeah, so he hit a home run and happened to be David Ross who called the home run, which is pretty cool. This, I, I think the Cubs have had an eye on him ever since because I think he said keep this guy's name in mind. I do have a hard time believing that he's only 16 and was only 12 then because the dude's huge. He was huge yeah. then. He's even bigger now. I'd like to see birth certificate, um, but <laughs> I don't know, man. I, he's going to be good, though. He's going to be really good. Even if yeah, he, is he is 20 right now, I don't care. He'll be really good for the Cubs. Yeah. And then the Yankees signed the number one international prospect, Rodriguez from the Dominican Republic. I'm excited about that. You should know be. how you feel. <laughs> you should be. Well, and, he, and he said something about how everybody should want to be a Yankee. That, oh, he's right. And I know, I know you feel the same way <laughs> from your ivory same. tower. <laughs> well, it's just better up here. The air quality. <laughs> Is part of why. I mean, that's only one element, but it is part of it. We'll get into sure the rest is. of why later. But the Nationals also signed outfielder Christian Vaquero from Cuba uh, for $4.9 million. He was the number two ranked international prospect. And I got to be honest well, with you. I Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say real quick with that, because the Nats basically blew their entire international allotment on him. Oh, did they? They oh, have like less that. than $300,000 to sign anybody. And so they're oh, going to be no. like scraping or they'll just, I don't know if they can roll it over or maybe they'll use that as part of a deal with somebody else to trade for somebody because there are a lot of teams that will trade for international slot money. Like the Mariners yeah. did it for a number of years and that's how they ended up with Julio Rodriguez, I believe. Um, but yeah, it's, it's kind of a big deal. They spent that much money on the number two international prospect because that's a big deal. It's a really big deal. Yeah, he better pay deal. off for them or it's going to be trouble. Yeah. <laughs> Either in a deal, right? A, a trade, yeah. a trade chip option, or or he better yeah. bring it. You know, yeah. really bring it. Yeah, yeah. I think that's really cool. Um, I got to be honest though. What I was gonna say is, I just love seeing guys come out of Cuba. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. It's maybe maybe it's the it's the. I don't know. There's some of the biggest underdog stories in baseball. Yeah, exactly. And it's it's just fun. It's just fun for a lot of reasons. And then let's see what else do we have. Uh, Ronald Acuna Jr. His brother Brian is now. Uh, signed and is going to be working for the twins organization uh, out of Venezuela. So we're pretty excited about that as well. I know Brad was particularly excited about this one. I think, I think it's cool. I love, I love when brothers have a chance to play against each other with each other, whatever. I think, I think it's awesome that parents are able to like develop elite athletes at that level, not just one, but maybe two, like the Molinas. Right. Like mama Molina has got to be awfully proud. 
right? Yeah. <laughs> and really comfortable driving that Benz or whatever she's driving. Because <laughs> they had to have paid, they had to have bought her something nice. That's right. But, I like that. But yeah, well, no, Seegers, I think it's really cool. Seegers are the same way. The Seegers, and, uh, yes, absolutely. And, Those parents uh, are set up. Yeah, there's a few other examples, but yeah, those are really are. good ones. Um, okay, let's move on. The Red Sox hired Katie Crawl. She's a development coach in AA Portland. That's the Sea Dogs. Now there are two women inside the Red Sox organization uh, that are coaches, not just inside the organization, let's be clear. But they are actual coaches, and this is really, really cool. Um, she's going to be working um, – obviously with Bianca Smith, who's the other member of the Red Sox organization who happens to be a female coach. And the quote that I loved is it's kind of sad that it's still a big deal, but we are both really excited about it. Speaking of, of crawl and Smith. So do Brad, do you think it's kind of sad that it's still a big deal? How do you, how was, did you respond one way or another to that quote? Um, yeah. I mean, it's still it's still kind of a novelty, right? Because like we talked, we were talking about off the air beforehand that eleven there are eleven women coaching in baseball as of today. The today is Monday, the seventeenth of January, yeah. and eight of them have been hired since the start of this year. Yeah, so it still is a pretty big deal. Like yeah, yeah, but it will be nice when it's not not necessarily because then we don't have to hear about it, but because then it's normal. I want it to be normal. Yeah. You know. And that's and that's and I think that's that I what think she means. Cool. Yeah, yeah, I think that's what she means by that. I agree. Yeah. So when it is normal, it'll be awesome. But yes, in the meantime, let's get excited about it and let's encourage. Oh yeah, encourage it as a as well. In baseball family, on. you're 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 not going to hear the end of it with us. So, right. <laughs> we really hope that you're not off put by women in baseball, especially on the field and in coaching opportunities. Because I'll tell you what, it's first of all, it's not going to stop. This is the beginning. The future mm-hmm. is now. And we, Brad and I, and hopefully most of our baseball family, we just could not be more excited about for mm-hmm. lots and lots of reasons. So um, hopefully you're on board. Hopefully you're excited with mm-hmm. us because this is huge deal type stuff for us. Anyway, mm-hmm. yeah. and with that, for sure, let's, let's talk about uh, really we quick. We have two more things. Two first more things. Off, Okay, I, I got to talk about this one first. This I thought was so cool. So I saw this. Oh, we pop have three up things on... left. Go ahead. Okay, yeah, sorry. So I, I I saw this pop up last week with uh with my news and and Harrison Bader of the St. Louis Cardinals filled in was a substitute teacher for a day at an elementary school teaching PE. School was shorthanded, short staffed because of COVID. So he was just like, you know what? Like, I think specifically what he said was these kids needed a little pick me up, need a little boost in morale. So he went and he signed up and showed up and, and was their PE teacher for a day. And I think it's really cool. That it was really cool that he was willing to take time out of whatever he's doing, you know, not doing much this time, yeah. you know, doesn't have to get ready for spring training yet. But yeah. the fact that he was willing to go uh, show up and, and be there for those kids when they were possibly not going to have a PE coach. <laughs> I don't know. I don't but, know either, but. Good for him. What? That's, yeah, good for him. It's that's that's got to be like the best job in teaching, though, right? Teaching oh, PE? yeah, substitute PE teacher. Yeah, yeah. Just play dodgeball. Yeah, <laughs> Coach Bader, you want to play? No, you don't want me to play. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Here's how, no. Get your elbow uh, down. Bring your elbow down. Or release it up here. Yeah, <laughs> this exactly. is when you coaching let go everybody, of the ball. teaching everybody how to throw a dodgeball. There you go. That's that's the way, right there. I love that's it. That's the way. Fantastic. Okay, before so we've we've gone on a high note. We're going to go down to a low note. And we're going to bring it back up to a high note. But uh, based on our conversation last week about mental health, we thought this was important, and also it's important because it just is. So, according to the Tampa Bay Rays, um, bullpen catcher Gene Ramirez was found deceased in his home a couple of days ago, and we now know that um, it was it was a suicide. It was. Uh, completed suicide so this is terribly terribly sad and but i i really love the way the family has been responding they said uh, according to espn.com the loss of our son has been the most excruciating experience that we have lived unfortunately we sometimes don't see the signs struggling in silence is not okay end quote so um just to reinforce the mental health tone that we took a little bit last week and again this week this is further evidence that you know if you're struggling please don't be silent about it take 
take advantage of the opportunities you have to get help and support because there are people there who love you. Um, and that goes for athletes and, and anybody else. It doesn't matter who you are. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And my big takeaway from it is that it doesn't matter what you have. You can, you can still be suffering from mental health because I've maintained for a long time that a bullpen job, bullpen catcher is the best job in sports. You, you say that all the time. Yeah. I like, Hang out in the bullpen with the guys because they're a little nutty out there. It gets a little crazy. Uh, catch some bullpens throughout the day and just chill. Right. Like, I think that's the best job. The guy can have the best job in sports and still be struggling. So no yeah. matter how what you have, what you don't have, if you're if you're having a hard time, get some help. I, yeah. I absolutely agree. Okay, last thing for our current events segment today. New Era is screwing <laughs> it up again. <laughs> What's the deal, man? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I can't, I can't, I literally can't understand what is going on over at New Era. It's like, it's like, uh, I, okay. Did so they just hire a bunch of hipster designers? Like, is that? Yeah. <laughs> it's almost like they're on guru.com or Upwork <laughs> and they like staged a comp contest and they're like, all right, <laughs> we, don't, we don't have the budget to hire designers uh, in house. So what we're going to do is we're going to outsource this. Anyway, it's like take everything Nike has done positively and find a way to flip it. <laughs> well, and even then, even then, a lot of people think there's been a lot of negative with what with what Nike's done, and even like what you don't like, like I don't like what they did at the D backs, but I take that over this. Oh, and a man. lot of what New Era has done lately, which is bad because I feel like I'm a New Era apologist, but man. <laughs> so these are what is it? It's like. First of all, they're bright it's, red. I haven't seen anything that's not bright red. Every single like one of them are bright red. And red, which and is fine. I like a bright red hat, but it's bold. It is, and they are World Series matchups. The whole thing is red, though. Like, there's Marlins logo that's done in red and white. Yeah. Please, no. It, like, it, it doesn't work. And so, it, on one it. panel, <laughs> on one of the front panels, it has the team, and then it has the X, and on the other front panel, it has the other team. Along the seam, right? The center seam has the X yes and yeah it's not good there's a lot of positively funny no it's, there's a lot of funny reaction i don't want to say that's yeah. positive because it wasn't a positive reaction <laughs> no a lot of good reaction like talking yanks uh, another baseball podcast they said at fbi you see this <laughs> <laughs> baseball baseball brit said just when you thought the mlb lockout couldn't get any worse <laughs> <laughs> My favorite, though, I got to scroll down. Emily Nyman says hats are exclu- hats that are exclusively for parents of sons who play on different MLB teams. It's a niche market, but somebody's got to cater to it. <laughs> she nailed it. <laughs> I don't know what what they're thinking with these. Um, like we said, the last few have been pretty bad launches, and this might be the best one. The rear admiral did some photoshopping and replaced the team logos with the players union and MLB because that's really what, what it comes down to these yeah, days. And that's what exactly these hats right. should be. Is that's right. The the summation of 2021 so far in baseball is the players <laughs> versus the league. That's right. So just so. to round it out, the World Series logo is on the right patch, right, right here on the right hand side of the patch, um, mm-hmm. which they've done their patch. Well, and and I mean, but. level with me here, Brig. As a fan of the Yankees, would you want a hat con- commemorating the 01 World Series? No. Or oh, what was that? Oh three, I think. No, I, I don't care what it is. I don't let Any me commemorate it with the Yankees logo. Why you got to tarnish it with somebody else's? They probably lost anyway. Well, the Marlins <laughs> are undefeated in the World Series. Let's be clear. So, <laughs> yes, they uh, yeah, are. Like as a as as a Yankee fan, I don't know why you would want to buy a World Series hat that has both team logos on it that doesn't say World Series champs. Like, right there, I, there's. I don't see any representation of who won. Yeah, you just got to know. And I guess Ugh. there's some things if you know, you know, and it's fun that way. But I don't know. These are these are bad. They look bad. I wouldn't. I would never ever, especially as a Braves fan, for the one for what was that ninety six, nine. Mm-hmm. Oh no, I don't know. Anyway, I wouldn't. I wouldn't buy a hat if I'm a Braves yeah, yeah, yeah. fan that has a Yankees logo on it. No, <laughs> wouldn't not. do it. Don't care. Thank you very so. much. Well, I will say this: quick of the, real, oh, real quick, of the three, fine. of the three, I, I was looking at this. Of the three, the one that I might buy is the one that has the Brooklyn Dodgers and the Yankees on it, with the Maybe. big fat old school Yankees logo. Yeah, I agree. Maybe. Yes. Okay. Go ahead. Sorry. And now we will take a break, and when we come back, we are going to discuss 
crossover athletes, where have they gone, why we may or may not ever see them again, and who we think are going to be the best crossover athletes if they were to do that right now. Take me out to the ball game. Take me out to the crowd. Buy me some peanuts and Cracker Jacks. I don't care if I never get back with me. Root, root, root for the home If they don't win, it's a shame. For it's one, two, three strikes, you're out at the old ball game shop kids baseball strips at nineplusss.com hey brad can i admit something kind of ridiculous yeah man i have a neil diamond song stuck in my head i did not see that coming well me neither have you been to a drive game recently tell me it's sweet caroline yeah it's not it's song sung blue (laughs) i have to admit i've never even heard of that song Yeah, I'm not surprised. Dude, you gotta get out more. I think you need a vacation. You're probably right. Did you know that you can get great deals on airfare, hotels, and rental cars by using Booking.com? They have killer prices all in one place. I booked with them when I came out to South Carolina to visit you. Cool. The best part is, every time you use our link, not only do you get great deals on travel arrangements, but you also support the Baseball Together podcast. Maybe I do need to get out more. We all know you need to. Even our listeners know, bud. Well, where should I go? I don't know. I hear Phoenix is nice this time of year. Click on the link in the description to get out of the house and support the Baseball Together podcast all at once. The Nonlinear Sports Podcast is the home of sports talk for everyone. Every other week, you can catch David and Jason as they talk about all things sports. From current events to classic moments and everything in between. You can find the Nonlinear Sports Podcast on Anchor.fm. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Podcast Addict, and more. Please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. Welcome back, baseball family. So we talked a little bit before about crossover athletes. Now, I have to give credit where credit is due here, right, Brig? Because this is not this is not a topic, honestly, that we came up with on our own. Uh, somebody pitched this to us. This was from Sarah Davis, who said, it, "Who in baseball would make a great crossover athlete into which sport?" And we got thinking, like, why don't we see crossover athletes anymore? Bo Jackson was a legend, right? Still um, is. People, still is. People if they use present tense with legends. You're right. And Bo knows, you know, but, but people are still comparing anybody, any freak athlete we see to Bo Jackson. Uh, Deion Sanders was another famous crossover. Brian Jordan played, they all played baseball and football, which seems to be the easiest crossover to make because of the way the seasons line up. Right. Like football season starts beginning of September and is done by spring training guaranteed. Mm -hmm. Right. Even if you're in the Super Bowl, still guaranteed. And so, so it's easy to match that up. It's a little it'd be considerably more difficult with basketball just because the NBA finals go into June. Um, but then other sports, anything anyway. So Brig, let's start with this. Why do you think is the biggest reason we don't see crossover athletes anymore? We don't even see guys crossing over from baseball to football anymore. Money. Money is Money. the reason. Yep. Here's hmm. why. I think teams on both sides of whatever sport you're talking about are saying absolutely not. You will not put on football pads if you are going to be on our roster. There is too much of a liability for you being injured. We are not going to take on that financial burden. We are not going to take on the burden of trying to replace you. Um, we are No, it all comes down to money and the risk of injury. Now, along that those veins... Uh, so just a few years ago, we saw this Kyler Murray was the number one, was the first round pick by the Oakland A's. Yeah. They touted a prospect. They paid him a whole bunch of money up front as a signing bonus. And then he went back to college. He, he was still in college playing football at Oklahoma. And then 
the opportunity came for him to be drafted in the NFL. And they're like, well, are you going to play both? And the A's specifically said they would let him play both if he wanted to. Sure. They, they said that he could play football and baseball if he wanted. He chose football. And I think it's because he's a quarterback. And I think if he had been reason. a receiver, I think if he had been a receiver or especially a defensive back, he'd been like, yeah, I can do both. Easy. No problem. But the fact that he's a quarterback, he needs to dedicate that time to his sport yep. specifically so he can be effective for everybody else around him. That it just it just takes that's really what it comes down to for me is time. Yeah. It takes that much time. Um, we've seen Russell Wilson was also yep. drafted. He was drafted by the Rangers. He's currently still to this day part of the Yankees organization. Yes, he is. And he you still know. takes uh shows up for spring training and Take some reps with mm-hmm. the organization. He yeah, still does. He does. Yep, he does. Um, now, I don't know that if the Yankees would necessarily bring him into the farm system full time, even if he retired from football tomorrow. I don't know. They might if he wanted to, but who's I to say? Know. But I don't know. It's to me, it really comes down to time because sports these days are so analytical and so detail oriented that if you don't have the time to go through and know every single detail, you're not going to succeed. Used yeah. to, and you know, I'm not I'm not taking anything away from Bo Jackson and Deion Sanders. Those guys yeah. are obviously gifted and freak athletes. 100%. Like, Deion Sanders Bo, is so good. Both of them, good. I feel like we're, I feel like both of them were so good, especially at football. They could just show up. They could. Yeah. You know, and Bo Jackson, though, I mean, that dude ran the ball. Like, it wasn't yeah. a, it wasn't a low impact. I mean, not that football's mm-hmm. low impact. Can't really say that, but it wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't a kicker. Wasn't, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's not. A, it, I mean, you just you grab the ball and you run the ball essentially at its core, but it's a rough and tumble position, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, and and that being said, between the two of them, like, like like I said, I feel like Dion could just show up, follow a guy around the field on in man defense, and be oh. very successful because he was that good. He but was. now the way the defense, the way defenses are run and offenses are run. I don't know if he would have been a Hall of Famer doing that. And baseball is so detail-oriented these days, too, with the way that they're breaking down pitchers and spin rates and launch yeah. angle, everything that goes into it. Like, yeah. yeah, you can be gifted a gifted athlete to a certain degree and succeed, but you got to get your reps in still. You because there are guys out there who are getting 50 to 100 times more reps than you if you don't have the time to do it, and they're going to beat you out for those positions. Well, and that so, comes back to politics and culture and stuff like that, too. That mm-hmm. stuff you can't measure, right? Where it's like, I don't see him ever. I don't know. Coaches are yeah. going to be like, I can't trust him. I'd never see him. Uh, yeah, I don't know what he's doing in his spare time. Right. So yeah. and what kind of influence does he have on the team? And what kind of, you know, mojo is he bringing to the clubhouse and all that mm-hmm. stuff, too? So, because so, this is the thing is that is that Deion Sanders, to me, in the NFL, and not in the NFL, but in, ba- in baseball, was known as the burner, right? Yeah. I mean, the dude hit it inside the park home run on like a like a blue fly ball one time, I think yeah. Billy Hamilton has that kind of speed and he's been For bouncing sure. around the league. Yeah. Right. I think he's on a minor league deal right now. And so guys are not going to be that as successful now as they would have been 20, 30 years ago as crossover athletes. And I feel like that's why we don't see it nearly as much anymore. Maybe yeah. there will be somebody who will surprise us. Maybe we'll have a Kyler Murray who will come up and be like, you know what, if I switch positions in the NFL, maybe I can do it. But at the same time, guys aren't willing to sacrifice it because as a quarterback, he's making a whole lot of money the day he signed, the day he got drafted by the Cardinals, and he was going to have to wait to get that money with the A's. So I don't blame him. But So let's just round this off really quick. Guess what Dion's 40-yard dash time was. I just looked it up. I want to say he was like a 4-3. Four, four, a 4-2-7. Four, 4-2-7. Yep. I wanted to say 4-2, but I didn't think it was I didn't think it was that low. Just to put that into perspective, Barry Sanders, 4-3-7. Randy Moss, 4-2-5. Bo Jackson, 4.13. No way. (laughs) 4.13. That is a lot of human beings to move that quickly. (laughs) That is an enormous ball of muscle. I mean, he came, he literally came in like a wrecking ball, right? Like, yeah, he was. He, the dude was enormous. For those of you who don't know, like, oh. only know the name of the legend of Bo Jackson. Like, <laughs> to see somebody oh. moving that fast would be terrifying. Terrifying. Oh 
that's terrifying. like I think it was Deion Sanders who said guys would make a business decision and not tackle. I think that that's where that comes from. Making a business <laughs> yeah. decision, not tackling Bo Jackson. <laughs> Okay, just get oh, out of the way. Man. Oh, man. Okay, hold on. Bo Jackson. Uh, let's do prime stats. Let's just see. How big was he? Enormous, right. to be fair. To be fair. To be fair. <laughs> okay. Yeah. He was. 6'1", is what there I have with, on yeah. baseball reference. Six one two twenty two twenty. I have six six one two twenty seven. What okay. in the NFL season? He put on a little bit of water weight. <laughs> he drinks some more Gatorade or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> That's well, a sure lot of human to. being. Oh yeah. That's a big dude running at you that fast. Yeah. Yeah. It oh is. my goodness. It is. All and right. It, it's awesome. Yeah. He was and... he's a legend. You should go look up Bo Jackson baseball and football highlights and just watch. The magic, because it's magic. It's, it really this is exactly magical. It is. Yeah, truly. Um, so along this vein, then, uh, mm-hmm. as far as talking about crossover athletes, we can't pick our current top crossover athletes, like you said, because there aren't any. There aren't any nope. true as far as baseball goes, true. Yep. Um, along the mainstream, I guess, crossover athletes. Sure. But we wanted to pick three guys each who we thought would be potentially good. Crossover athletes. Yeah. So, Brig, why don't you go ahead with your first one? Okay. I want to see Trey Turner sprint. I want to see Trey Turner in a 100-meter dash. And here's why. Okay? Okay. Trey Turner is retaining all of his time and effort and whatever. He's he's carving it up into more than just being really, really fast, right? He's hitting Mm -hmm. the ball. He's fielding the ball. He's all this other stuff. And Mm -hmm. the team dynamics and all the extra stuff – it, but if he was on the same training regimen as a guy like Usain Bolt, I'll bet you he gives that dude a run for his money. And here's a literally, that was a pun firmly intended. Here's why. <laughs> here's why. Um, old boy Trey Turner has a 147 bolts. Now, a bolt, according to Baseball Savant, happens excuse me, any run above 30 feet per second is considered a bolt in baseball. Hmm. A competitive run, anything within a competitive attempt, according to Baseball Savant, is a play that's 27 feet per second or faster. And uh, so the poor end of that is 23 feet per second. The high end of that is 27 feet per second which is incredible, and 30 feet per second is considered elite, okay? Trey Turner is running at 30.7 feet per second on average. Wow. So I did some math because I love math. Okay. No, I don't. (laughs) And 30... As long as you don't do it on air, I think we're good. (laughs) 30 feet per second converted into miles per hour. Okay. Is 20.931 miles per hour. That wow. dude literally sprints almost 21 miles an hour. He can get a ticket in the school zone. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> okay. So Usain Bolt, his speed is 27.33 miles per hour. Okay. So, mm-hmm. but Usain Bolt is doing nothing but run, sprint, right. sprint, nothing sprint, but sprint, sprinting. Sprint. Yeah. He doesn't even Not, run 200. Yeah. No. And he's not, he's obviously retired now, but he wasn't doing, he wasn't hitting the ball. He wasn't feeling the ball. He's not throwing the ball. None Mm -hmm. of the other stuff, none of the clubhouse dynamics. He's not retaining any weight to put barrel on bat or on ball and drive the ball. None of that. So I'm, I really believe that if Trey Turner were to lean out a little bit more and get himself in sprint shape, he could literally go as fast as Usain Bolt. Now, the other thing I will tell you is that Usain Bolt's world record set is only tracked his his top speed is tracked between i think there's a there's a range i forget where it is but it's the there's a like a 20 yard range or 20 meter range within the 100 meters where it's clocked and i think it's between 20 and 40 meters meter 20 to meter 40 along the 100 meter range is when it's clocked but i can't remember exactly what it was um so he only averages 22 or 23 miles per hour usain bolt 
along the entire 100 meter sprint stretch. Mm -hmm. Okay. But he kicks it into a different gear at the end and then changes the average, right? So he has segmented the 100 meters into different speeds, at least in his world record setting Mm -hmm. run, his distance. Yeah. Anyway, that's why I think I want to see Trey Turner. If anybody's going to cross over, I would love to see Trey Turner sprinting. Interesting. That'd be good. I'd, I'd be down for that because, yeah, like I actually I actually checked and he is three inches shorter than Usain Bolt, which I think it could, could be significant. Totally. But at the same time, the fact that the dude has enough speed, has the speed that he does with where he's at currently. Yeah, he had the, the fastest sprint speed this season in, in baseball. For sure. The only other baseball player that's even in that same league as him is... Uh, I, I have Jose right Siri at 30.4. Yeah, and Tim Locastro is also at 30.7. Mm, yeah. Those are the only man, two. That that's it. Yeah, that's Everybody, crazy. Uh, and, and competitively, we're looking at... Um, Locastro is at 44 competitive runs, uh, 257 Trey Turner. So Trey Turner's statistics are firmly set mm-hmm. they're stable yeah. whereas yeah. lo castro obviously he's still in the minor league system he's playing for the yankees right so yeah anyway what about That's you brad solid. i like Thanks, that man well i'm gonna go with um one of my big hitters first i'm gonna go with mookie betts yeah uh so obviously Dude's a genius <laughs> a, a natural athlete in many aspects <laughs> you know we've seen that he's a pretty good basketball player he can play other sports as well um and that was one of my first thoughts is like how would Mookie Betts do as a basketball player mm. first thing I did was I checked how tall he is he is five foot nine now Whoa. that being said um not all basketball players are as tall as what they're listed on the on the lineup card for yeah. instance um, Trey Burke, I ran into Trey Burke one time. He was listed at six one. I am not six feet tall. I am five ten three quarters on a good day. <laughs> I was looking eye to eye with Trey Burke, so he is definitely not six foot, maybe five eleven tops, but he's listed mm-hmm. at six one. I do think, however, that five nine is a little bit short to really succeed and thrive in the NBA. Um, so, actually, what I did for Mookie Betts is I have him on the PBA as a professional bowler. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Have you you've seen him bowl? He just bowled another three hundred last week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I I say another because he did it like a year ago too. Exactly. He would compete. Yeah. He would be competitive, and he would do very very well. Hundred thousand percent. Hundred thousand percent. I think Mookie Betts could moonlight as a professional bowler and never have to spend a dollar of his baseball money ever. In his yep. Life. I agree with you. I think he'd be outstanding as a professional bowler. So. I don't um, have all the advanced metrics like you did, Brig. I'm sorry, but that's the last. That's the last you'll hear from me on advanced <laughs> metrics. <laughs> all right, Brig. Who's your next guy? Um, I'm gonna go with. Uh, hold on, I gotta get this. I, want, I had a, this a thought really quick. Um, I want to see Madison Bumgarner uh, really sink into rodeo. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I know he's in rodeo and he does it anyway, but I want to see him really do it. And I want to take, I want that name to go away. Mason Saunders. Like I got it. It's cool. And it, and it's funny and all that, but, but let's get Mason Saunders an opportunity to come out of the closet a little bit and just be who he is, which I think at his core is a rodeo dude His rodeo's all-star. So I, I think and if he dedicated all of his time to rodeo, it could be a, a lot of fun. And I don't know anything about rodeo athletes and how their career span works, what peak ages are and different things like that. I have no idea. But mm-hmm. I think that with the way his career in baseball is going, he might have a great opportunity to be a rodeo star, depending on how old you can be and be a great rodeo. Yeah. Well, I think it depends I on the event because he was doing calf roping, right? Uh-huh. I feel like that's something you can do for a while. I would, you think? I don't know, I mean, but I would think so. I mean, you and I were taught how to do it by a man who was in his sixties and right? had MS, and had MS, and <laughs> did it very 65. well. Still, he was sixty-five, <laughs> had MS, and taught us how to rope. Yeah, we were roping chairs, but it worked right, and each other. But 
nonetheless. <laughs> he taught us how to do it. But no, I think he could do it. I think he could do it after his baseball career is over. I think, he, and I'd I'd go watch him if he oh. if he did one of the local rodeos down here in Phoenix. I'd go. It'd be fun. Well, the the roping capital of the United States is in Wickenburg, Arizona. It's not very far from where you are, anyway. That is that not is a major stopover on the rodeo circuit. And I could get a hot dog on the way home. Adventures for stop. That's right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Most certainly. Yes, very good. I love it. Okay, go ahead. What's your next one? All right, my next one. I have Mike Trout. Mm. I always make jokes about how Mike Trout leads the league in in neck girth every year because the <laughs> dude's enormous. He's out there playing center field. He looks like a linebacker, and I yeah. think he would do very well as a linebacker in the NFL. Um, yeah. I just wanted to compare his size to another linebacker who I am familiar with. So Mike Trout is 6'2", 235. Yeah. Um, Bobby Wagner for the Seahawks, who, by the way, is going to be a Hall of Famer, just so everybody knows. Um, I called that one a while ago. Anyway, he is six foot two forty two. So Wagner's a little bit thicker, yeah. but I think if Trout were to be like, you know what, I just need to bulk up a little bit more for, for football season, he could do it. He could do really well between yeah. the speed and the sheer strength and just like size of his body. Yeah, I think he would be and freak athleticism. I mean, I'm sure he played football and in high school growing up and everything was very, very good. I, I think he would be an outstanding linebacker. Uh, I wouldn't want to mess with him, but I don't want to mess with most people. So, <laughs> I mean, there's that, <laughs> but no, I think he, I think he'd be really good for, especially like with the Eagles, his team. Like I bet if they were like, Mike, we could really use you. He'd be like, yeah, dude, I'll step on. Awesome. So I think Mike Trout would be good in the NFL. <laughs> That's cool. That's really cool. And um, honestly, I don't think it would take much for him to acclimate either because guys love his, his athletic ability. Like we talked about Deion Sanders. Yes. Like he might be able to just go in and there's like, you know, just spy, just follow the quarterback. He'll be fine. Yeah. 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 Oh, I agree with you. So that's cool. All right. Number three, who you got? Well, I'm torn because I have more than three. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. And it's it's funny because the more I started thinking about it, the more we've now that we've talked about it, I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. oh, this guy, this yeah. guy. <laughs> yeah. So and and all kinds of different sports. So I don't know. Should we do some honorable mentions before we get our favorite in there, or should we? I only have one more. I only okay. I right. I made a point to just have three. So I mean, You're you so go smart. ahead go ahead and give me an honorable mention because I want to hear. I don't know if you took the guy off the list, but the one that we talked about before, I want to hear what you think. All right. Well, yeah, I have two honorable well. mentions. Two. Okay. two. We've both discussed this, but then I have one that I really, really want to talk about. Okay. Okay. All right. So my number one honorable mention is Trevor Bauer. <laughs> I want to see okay. him play chess because I think the dude is brilliant and I don't think he's socially capable all the time, but I think that's part of the same thing. I think, that's, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah. you, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I really, really, really want to see him on a sport that doesn't have any other teammates. There's nobody to make upset. There's mm-hmm. no, but, but a sport that is also perfectly accepting of crazy, wild personalities, big, bold personalities, right? Mm-hmm. Lots of, lots of, uh, I don't know. I don't want to say what I want to say, but you know what? I, you get what I'm saying. Oh, by the way, real quick, happy birthday, Trevor Bauer, today. Hey, happy birthday, Trevor. Happy birthday, Trevor Bauer. But I would, I think the dude is brilliant, and I want to mm-hmm. see him play chess. That so that's my first honorable mention. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's a good one. Very thank good. you. And then I, <laughs> this is the one you were worried about or excited about or whatever. Daniel <laughs> Vogelbach. Daniel Vogelbach. Okay. I think it's easy to say, oh my gosh, I want to see him play linebacker or tight end or something like that, right? makes perfect sense but actually he's a little small and he's really slow he's not going to be playing tight end linebacker or even he'd a probably be a end. defensive end yeah yeah he still couldn't play defensive end he's only six feet tall and he's he's really slow like really slow defensive was, tackle yeah he's way too small for that too I, aaron donald is six feet tall and he's like the best tackle in the league right now yeah i know i'm just but saying he's an anomaly okay i'm All not right, seeing it happen Okay. Okay. Go ahead. I want to see him bowl, though. I want to see Daniel <laughs> Vogelbach because can you imagine with a 13 pound ball, that dude is flinging that. It's like a dart, <laughs> right? It'd be like a throwing darts, and he could probably get it on target. Now, I will, if you put an adequately sized ball in his hand, 
it would be like Bo Jackson running. He would need like defensive he'd line. need like those Fred Flintstone sized <laughs> finger holes though. <laughs> <It's> right, <laughs> exactly sausages. Right. <laughs> I just think that if he got a regulation, the biggest regulation size ball, and with all of his, because look, he plays first base. He's incredibly coordinated. He's talented. He's he's got some precision. He's flexible. Mm-hmm. He's you know the dude is an athlete. Like let's not make yeah, any qualms right. about that. Right. But if you if you got him in a bowling alley, I think it'd be really fun. And I think he would crush it, honestly. And he would okay. probably fit in really well, too, let's be and honest. And he would. He totally would. He totally would. <laughs> Crushing <laughs> beers and eating nachos to everybody. Exactly. It's like if you thought Babe Ruth, Babe Ruth, what other game, what other sport are you going to play, babe? He's bowling. That is what he's doing. <laughs> You're right. You're right. right? I think that's okay. awesome. It's perfect. All right. So, Bo- Bogelbach, there we go. All right. Now, do you have one more? I do have one more. You want me to go? Do yours. I've been waxing. Go ahead. Okay. All right. My last one is one of my favorite players, a guy who I like a lot. is very athletic. I think would do very well in another sport. I have Fernando Tatis Jr., mm. the third. And <laughs> I think he would do very, very well as a soccer player. And this Ooh. has a, maybe a little bit to do with his upbringing, but mostly because, like, have you seen that dude's feet? He is so good on his feet. Have you seen his feet? <laughs> All the time. All the time, Brick. What are you watching if you're not watching his feet? But no, like we'll the way he's... Red, it looks like. <laughs> <laughs> no, the way... Like he slid into second and kept his foot on the bag by doing the splits. He totally. like, he dodged the ball coming out of his head at the plate by doing the splits. Like the guy is limber. He is athletic. He's and he does that little dance move going mm-hmm. going around third base, you know, when he hits a home run. Like I think he could do masterful things with a soccer ball and be very, very good on a soccer field. And I would love to watch it. Especially since like with his size, he's six three. He could dominate a lot of guys on a soccer pitch. Like just physically dominate them. Yeah. Go up, get a header. I think I think he would do really well on a soccer field. Amazing. But that's just me. Okay. I love it, actually. It makes a lot of sense. Excellent. Um, okay, Bring for my home. final pick, <clears throat> I'm going to go with Aroldis Chapman. Aroldis okay. Chapman stands at 6'4", and okay. he's at a pretty lean 218 yeah. right now. That's where he's listed. But if you look at his previous off-season, especially during the pandemic, his off-season workout routines, have you seen those pictures? Yeah, boxing. Boxing. Yep. Mm-hmm. I want to see a Roldis Chapman in the ring. Yep. And I want to yeah. see him lean down to, I don't want him as a heavyweight because heavyweight is 205 or better, right? 205 mm-hmm. or bigger. I want to see him just one step down, which I think they call cruiserweight, if I'm not mistaken. Um, he could do pretty, he's a little crazy. It would work. He's just crazy enough. Yeah. Yeah. I think it would work. Yeah. I think that's good. I like it. Yeah, I want to see him box for real. That would uh, be really cool. I wonder yeah, if we could get him in the ring with one of the Paul brothers. Oh, dude. You know? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Light Maybe. heavy. I'm sorry. It's light heavyweight. Okay, light heavyweight. There you go. Yeah. Okay. You know, I like it. I think it's good. Um, yeah, he was doing he's doing the boxing training before, and he did. I feel like it bulked him up a little bit. I don't it know totally how he did. would trim down, though, to get into yeah. the light heavyweight division. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. That's solid though. I do have one more. I thought of another one. You would good. I, like I was, so I was trying to figure out, I was trying to figure out who would be good for this position. This is one that I was trying to fill rather than thinking of the guy first and then matching him to a sport. Okay. Um, I wanted to see who would be a good cricket pitcher or bowler. Bowl- there you go. A good. Yeah. Good cricket bowler. And yeah. the one who I came up with was Aaron judge. Because oh. so, and you know, and this is my thought process. I didn't want to take okay. an actual like regular pitcher because those guys pitch off the mound. They're stationary. So I yeah, wanted to pick totally. a guy who could throw hard on a crow hop because that's yeah. how you bowl in cricket. hundred percent. And I feel like Aaron judge, he throws like 102 from the outfield on a crow hop and yeah. getting that crow hop in there. He'd be unstoppable as a cricket bowler. Oh yeah. And imposing oh, I- with that size. Oh, <laughs> I want to say, what is the average cricket bowler size? I don't, I don't feel like cricket players are generally very big. <laughs> I don't know. Not as big as he is. I mean, come on. They're all from... no, certainly not as big as he is. Okay. <laughs> there yeah. are no limits on the shape or size of the bat. Actually, that's weird. 
Okay, never mind. That's not what I wanted. Anyway, no, I feel like he would be an imposing imposing force as a cricket bowler. That's my honorable mention. Agreed, sir. Well done. I absolutely love it. Baseball family, we want to hear from you. Who do you think would be a great crossover athlete? To which sport would they cross over? And could they cross back over and be an effective ball player? Because we didn't talk about that, but I do think that is a factor that needs to be considered. Um, Araldus Chapman has proven he can do both, at least training. I'd like mm-hmm. to see him get his bell rung a couple of times and then get back on the mound. <laughs> we might have a problem. I don't know, <clears throat> but boxing is car accidents for fun. So that's pretty cool. Um, baseball family, we also want to know what you think about the lockout. Is this is it going to delay spring training? You can comment in the doobly-doo if you're watching on YouTube. You can also leave us a review or with a comment. You can jump on baseballtogether.com, right, Brad? And leave us a voicemail, which is super cool. We love doing that. And don't forget to jump on the shop as well. 9plusus.com. It's N-I-N-E-P-L-U-S-U-S.com. 9plusus.com. You can get these sweet hats. Uh, I wore my perfect hat while I was away all the time and got a lot of compliments on it. It is our best-selling hat, and it's awesome. And then I speak fluent baseball. It's one of our shirts. Very good. So, yeah. Love it. But don't forget to like, subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. Like Brick said, let us know what you think. Comment on YouTube or drop us a message in the mailbag. That's where the link is on uh, BaseballTogether.com. I'm actually, after we're done here, I'm going to put a link to the voicemail on BaseballTogether.com. Put it on the side there on the digit and the widgets, yes, whatever they're called. Great idea. And uh, I th- and you can get that there. But also, baseball family, thanks again for joining us. We'll catch you next week. Mm-hmm.